News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-State and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask about that no fear, lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday, October 29th, the final Saturday of October. It's going to be a crazy night here in uh, in the Quincy Hannibal area. You got Warehouse and Nightmares going on, uh, the Living Windows down in Hannibal. Um, tonight it, in, in uh, Quincy, you have uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, you got uh, the, the Adult Zombie Prom at the State Street. It's going to be a, a fun time. And then, of, of course, Halloween, uh, Halloween night on Monday. We are in that gorgeous part of the sports calendar, right? That gorgeous, gorgeous part where you have high school football, Playoffs underway here in the Midwest. You have World Series baseball. We have NBA action to fill the time in between. We're getting action now in the middle of the weekday with college football. And then, uh, obviously, the meat of the NFL season. We're in it. Week 8. We'd, we would be two years ago at the halfway point of the NFL season. Not so much anymore with the 17-game uh, NFL season. I want to start the show by letting you know that... Uh, we're going to Hespin Headline 1. We're touching on Tom Brady, the Bucks, and that Thursday night football game. Huge win for the Ravens and what it means for Lamar Jackson. Uh, uh, Hespin Headline number 2, a full, complete breakdown to every game of Week 8 in the NFL. We'll get to all that, including my lock and my upset. I'm 500 on the season. 5-5. Five and five. five wins, five losses in my gambling pick. So I'm not losing you money, but I'm, I'm not making you money. Trust me, I'm not making myself any money either. We'll try to uh, get right and get north of 500 uh, with the picks today. I like my picks today. Uh, we'll talk World Series, uh, of course. Philly Steel Game 1, what it means for the rest of the series and how long I think this series is going to go after Game 1. And then we'll wrap up the show with some college football and NBA talk uh, as it's a kind of a bummer of a weekend. A, a couple good games in college football schedule, but no um, no massive uh Massive, massive game. Shout out to the Quincy Senior High Blue Devils here in Quincy, Illinois. Uh, they got a win last night, 49-42. And it was Quincy Senior High Schools, from what I read, only their second ever win in in playoff uh, uh, playoff history for the for the football team. So huge, huge win. Shout out to them. Uh, I want to check the other scores here real quick. Monroe City put a beat down on Paris. Uh, Palmyra, tough loss, 38-0 at Hallsville. Huge game tonight. The Quincy Notre Dame Raiders in Macomb to take on the Bombers. That'll be fun to watch. All right, uh, let's jump into it. Tom Brady, don't count him out yet. It's Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Tom Brady and the Bucks uh, fall below uh, two games below five hundred. First three game losing streak of Tom Brady's career. 
First time he's been this far below 500 since his rookie year, I believe, at one point in time. Uh, it's not great for Tom Brady right now and the Buccaneers. Uh, the Buccaneers are dealing with a ton just as a team. Injuries, now Shaq Barrett's gone with a torn Achilles tendon for the next couple months. Um, uh, in and out inconsistently of the offensive weapons in the lineup. Obviously, uh, the offensive line has been very beat up. We're still waiting on Ryan Jensen to get back if you're Tom Brady. Uh, he's kind of the leader of that offensive line, your center. And Todd Bowles. We have to be honest about the head coach, uh, the head coaching change. This was a Buccaneers team that, yes, they went from having uh, a head coach and a defensive coordinator to now their defensive coordinator becoming their head coach. You'd think not a lot's going to change, kind of no skipping in a, no, don't skip a beat. Program keeps on moving. But Todd Bowles has not been great this year. And, and you hate it because Todd Bowles is one of those guys that everyone in the NFL loves, everyone talks about so highly, but. It is a performance-based league. It's a perform. You got to you know perform well to keep your job. And he, he had a rough run with the Jets, and um, right now it's not looking great for Todd Bowles in Tampa. There's a lot of mismanagement, ton of big penalties. Anytime you see a flag, it just feels like well that's going to be on the Bucks. Not a lot of passion on the sidelines. You know Bruce Arians got a lot of crap in the last couple of years with Tom Brady for being really fiery, yelling, screaming, passionate. Todd Bowles is the exact opposite, as far opposite as you could be, uh, like a statue on the sidelines. And really, this Buccaneers team, it's weird to say it, but they feel leaderless. They feel like they don't have a true north direction and someone who is uh, leading this organization. And part of that comes down to, let's be honest, Tom Brady and what he's going through in his personal life right now. We now know it's official, it's final, and uh, we want to uh, send my best to Tom, his wife, their kids, their family, and I obviously respect their privacy. I don't want to make speculation. I, d I don't want to go anything. But we all know you go through things in your personal life, whether it's a, 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 a death in the family or a close uh, you know, relative or friend, whether it's a personal relationship issue, whether it's an illness you may be dealing with, maybe it's a... Whatever you have going on in your own life, your personal life will affect your work life. It just will happen. And Tom Brady has been very, very distracted by other things in his personal life beyond the fact that he's going through the most public divorce I can remember in recent history in just celebrity life. But I do think, as I said, the headline is don't count out Tom Brady and the Bucks just yet. So there's a lot going against the Bucks, right? Injuries. I don't think they have the right head coach. Um, they they uh, they have a personal issues with their leader. But don't count them out just yet, and here's why. The division is still very winnable. None of the teams in this division are going to run away with it. I mean, I think Atlanta's feisty. Carolina has shown some real spirit and toughness. Obviously, they, they just beat the Bucks last week. And, and the Saints are, um, you know, talented, but, you know, they don't even, they're starting Andy Dalton this week, uh, no Jameis Winston, even though he's healthy. So what are the Saints really doing? I'll talk more about the Saints later in the show. Um, so weak division, that's what I'm getting at. Don't count out the Bucks just yet. And also, I think there's two other things to think about. They will get some pieces back. Jensen will come back at, at some point in time. And I do think this, and again, I don't want to dig into personal life. I don't want to. I don't want to go off speculation, but it has to be a huge weight off of Tom Brady's shoulders 
and a little bit more ease in the room of of the Bucks locker room. Think about all the Bucks teammates. Everyone's walking on eggshells. The organization walking on eggshells. The 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 star of your franchise, the face of your franchise, the greatest player in NFL history right now is taking a huge loss in his personal life. Everyone must have been tiptoeing, walking around on eggshells. Now that the news is out, hey, we released it, we're done, it's divorce. Oh, breathe, right? Everyone in the locker room, a little more whew, breath. I think this timing of this probably was staged within, you know, Tom Brady probably hopefully, you know, probably worked this with Giselle as well. Like, hey, can we do this after this Thursday night game? I have some time away, you know, a couple extra days off. We can work out some things, kids' schedules, where you're living, things for me, just taking a break from my teammates. So I think the fact that this is now public, it's released, It's Tom Brady's a little bit freed of it. I think it's it's going to help turn around the Bucks season. They got extra time now. They prepare for a, a big game at home against the Rams in, uh, next week. I'm not counting out the Bucks just yet. I've removed the Bucks from my Super Bowl aspirations. They gotta they gotta win some games to start proving me that they can stop a nosebleed and they can actually maybe run the football for me to consider them a Super Bowl team. Uh, but I'm not counting them out just yet. Don't bury Brady. Don't bury the Bucks. And would any of us be shocked if now the fact that Tom Brady is officially divorced, he doesn't play at least another year, maybe two? I don't know. I mean, when you watch him play, yeah, he's a statue. And, yeah, he's um, uh, he's lost a little bit of his fastball. But the dude can still carve up a defense and lead the team up and down the field on big drives. What Tom Brady needs right now, though, is he needs an offense that's designed a little bit more, like Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, leaning in on the run game even heavier. And that's what Tampa Bay doesn't have right now. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. The other part of Hesman headline number one when you talk about Thursday night football, I'm not counting out Brady and the Bucks just yet. I'm not. I'm not bearing them. The other thing is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was so impressive in the second half of that game. He was nearly perfect, uh, two touchdown drives, and uh, used his legs efficiently. Lamar Jackson absolutely is a guy that I am now 100% convinced I would sign to a large max five-year deal. I don't know if I'd go more than five years because physically with a quarterback we saw with Cam Newton, uh, and now we're seeing it with Russell Wilson, Guys who are mobile and their mobility is either a huge part of their game or a significant part of their game. I don't trust them. We haven't seen those guys be successful into their mid-30s. We just haven't seen it. Cam Newton, no. Michael Vick, no. Russell Wilson looks like a horrible contract right now for Denver the way he's playing. He has a chance to turn around Sunday in London. But the next five years of Lamar Jackson's career, absolutely, I want that dude in my locker room, leading my franchise, getting me wins in the Baltimore Ravens organization. He's betting on himself this year, and so far, things are going well. The Ravens seem to turn it around. Big second-half performance from them. Lamar Jackson with no weapons. Andrew's out. uh, Dealing with guys named Likely. You never even heard of before. And, uh, and, And he put up a big road win against a desperate Tampa team, and he looked great doing it. Right now, I ask you, 
I ask myself this, I ask you, over the next five years right now, who do you trust more than Lamar Jackson? I can think of three, maybe four guys that over the next five years, I feel confident I'd want more than Lamar Jackson. Allen and Mahomes, no-brainers. They're in a a league of their own. Joe Burrow, I think right now Joe Burrow I'm leaning towards. He's got that it factor, the arm. Now he's gotten healthy. And I know Lamar Jackson and the Ravens just beat them two weeks ago. But I like Joe Burrow. I'd put Joe Burrow ahead of Lamar. And then maybe Justin Herbert? Maybe? But at least I've seen Lamar win playoff games and lead his team to the playoffs. And I know Burrow's hurt right now and he's falling apart, but that's part of it. I mean, I'm taking Lamar over Kyler. I'm taking Lamar over Deshaun Watson. I'm taking Lamar over Rodgers, Stafford, Brady. I'm taking Lamar over any of the second-year guys, Fields, Lawrence, Wilson, Jones, Zappi, whoever, Kirk. I'm taking Lamar over Tua. I'm taking Lamar over all of those guys. Carr, I mean, Lamar Jackson right now, him and Joe Burrow are in that class that's just below Allen and Mahomes. You could maybe argue that Herbert belongs in there based on just pure raw talent, what we've seen from Herbert. But I think Lamar Jackson's a better leader than Herbert. And right now, Lamar Jackson's been healthier than Herbert. And right now, Lamar Jackson, I've seen him lead his team to the playoffs multiple times and actually win a playoff game in the same conference as just as as Herbert. So no, I I mean Kyler Murray right now has not been a great poster child for paid dudes a lot of money. Dak Prescott uh, and uh, and uh, Russell Wilson have not been great poster childs for paid dudes a ton of money uh, if they're not Allen or Mahomes. But right now, I think Lamar Jackson will be worth every single penny of the big money that you're going to have to pay him. You tell me. Reach out to me on Twitter, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Comment here on the Facebook Live. A search on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. You tell me who is the guy that you, besides Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, maybe Herbert, that you'd have right now over Lamar Jackson. And I think, I, I just feel very confident if I'm the Ravens, that if I build my team the right way, and I'm in an AFC Divisional or AFC Championship game against Allen, against Burrow, against Mahomes, against Herbert, all these guys in the AFC, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Carr, Russell Wilson, I feel really good about my chances to win that game. I do. I do. I you, Listen, no one on the planet is as good as Allen Mahomes right now. No one. They are in a league of their own. But that doesn't mean that they're unbeatable. They're not going undefeated. They're not winning every Super Bowl. Heck, Joe Burrow beat both of them last year. Well, you know, he beat Mahomes. So I feel really good about that. And Lamar's proven us, uh, you know, a bad couple weeks stretch, hot start of the season, rough couple weeks, turning around. Lamar Jackson absolutely is getting ready for a big, 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 big payday at the end of the year. If I was the Ravens, I would keep it to a short-term deal, like years four, maybe five, and max amount as much as you want. Because right now, they're not surrounding him with a ton of talent, and he's carrying you anyways. 
And I think guys will want to play with Lamar Jackson. He's uh, beloved in that locker room. You're listening to the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. When we come back, has been headline number two, a full week eight NFL preview. We're live and local on News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. It's on the mark. Finding great camp. Mission. Hello, how are you doing today? She wants more people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. Yay. Yay. My goal is to sign up the most people in the United States. <laughs> what drives her? Roxanne's own life was saved through the gift of a heart transplant, made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day that I was going to devote myself to the cause of organ donation and signing people up and honoring my donor by doing that. Now she's back to health, and she's a powerful force, helping to save lives every day through her work. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Eight people can be helped with the major organs and up to 50 people can be helped with a little bit of everything and when you think about it that way that you could help that many people it's amazing it really is learn more and sign up as an organ eye and tissue donor go to organdonor.gov a message from the u.s department of health and human services health resources and services administration the Songs of Love Foundation is a nonprofit organization that provides free, personalized songs for kids battling serious illness, including physical or emotional challenges. Listen to a little of Kaylee's Song of Love. parent or relative can request a free song of love by visiting songsoflove.org or calling us at 800-960-SONG. That's 800-960-SONG. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Not only are they your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, they also have a massive amount of inventory online. Shop Cunis.com. Check out their entire uh, dealer inventory. Go to Cunis Honda, CunisHyundai.com, and uh, Cunis Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. Ask them about that no fear lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. All right, let's jump into it. A full week eight preview of the NFL. Let's break down all the games. It's Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Okay, so I'm five and five on the season gambling. I give you a lock and an upset every week. I I, I miss one week the week I wasn't live for uh, when I was out of town. Uh, but I've been five and five. I'm batting five hundred. I'm trying. I'm tr- I'm scraping and clawing to get above five hundred here. All right. I'm trying to make me money. I'm trying to make you money. So when we get to those uh, picks during the games, I'll let you know. But let's start with the first game on the Sunday slate, the uh, the London game, Broncos 2-5 and five at the Jags 2-5. and five. Jacksonville is minus 2.5. They are favored by 2.5. This game is in Wembley Stadium. It is not at Tottenham. It is the final London game. There's still going to be a game in uh, Germany and a game in Mexico City this year. But it's the final game across the pond in England. And uh, I like the Jaguars a lot. I I have no faith in the Broncos at all. No faith. The Jaguars, as an organization, I know it's a new coach and a young quarterback. But as an organization, they're used to doing these games and traveling overseas, playing in London. They will have a little bit more of a home crowd advantage. I went to the London game, if you guys remember, way back in the first year of On the Mark. This is episode 158. That would have been like episode like 10. 
Uh, I went to uh, I went to the Bears versus Raiders in London at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And one of the things that blew me away was how many people there wanted the Jags to actually come to England and be a franchise in London. Um, listen, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, they are uh, it's it's their show now as uh, Robinson gets moved to New York. I think um, the, you know the defense for the Jags will be able to get after Russell Wilson a little bit bad offensive line for Denver and Russell Wilson is not a hundred percent. He loves telling us he's not a hundred percent. I don't know if he's well rested for this game after he's been bouncing up and down the aisles of the airplane. I like the Jags to take care of the Broncos uh, in London and um, get to three and five in the year. And the spiral continues. Uh, This could be Nathaniel Hackett's final game head coach of the Broncos, depending on how badly it goes. Uh, next up, Bears at Cowboys in uh, Jerry's world. This will basically be a primetime game for the Bears. I was looking at the TV coverage map. I think uh, there's only one or two other games that are going to get any showing uh, on uh, on Fox nationally. Uh, Atlanta, Carolina gets some play, small port of the south region of the country. And then there's another noon it's another noon Fox game that's getting a little. Oh, Cardinals and Vikings is getting a little play in Arizona and then uh, in Minnesota. But this will be a huge game. I mean, two uh, absolute cornerstone franchises, big brands. Uh, Bears coming off a massive, massive Monday Night Football win, uh, which brought me so much joy to watch them actually dominate a game, play a complete game, get out early. Claw back when the when the momentum shifts. Keep drives going. Great on third down. Uh, the, they admitted they stole some plays from the Ravens. I love that. I love that the Bears are willing to say, "Hey, we're gonna oh, we have a, a mini buy. Let's install some new things." Um, I, I, that to me is great coaching. That to me is a locker room and a team that is uh, willing to learn, to grow, to expand. I, I think all those are great signs. This is a tough matchup for the Bears, though. Dallas Cowboys have a really great front seven. The Bears' offensive line is reeling a little bit, dealing with some injuries. Mustafer is going to have to start at center. Uh, No Zeke Elliott, it's looking like, in this game for the Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by 10, but I like the Bears to win. You know know I'm taking the Bears. Here's how the Bears win. I think they ride the momentum. I think this game gets a little murky. I think uh, Dallas will have some trouble stopping this new Bears run-centric offense. Uh, It'll take the pressure off of Justin Fields. I like these designed runs. I think you'll see some more wrinkles to it. I don't think the Bears showed everything. And defensively, this Bears team is very good. And they are playing with a ton of confidence right now. Robert Quinn gets traded, and I think it's a hurt to the locker room, but it's also one of those things I think the Bears defense could respond really well to this, being like, hey, the owner right now, ownership management. They're looking to maybe ship some of us off and look build towards the future. Earn your spot, earn your roster, uh, and uh, a lot of guys fighting and scrapping and clawing, saying, "Hey, hey, hey, we're not going into the t- into the tank." Roquan Smith, big game. Dak Prescott looked shaky and rusty. The Lions were in it with the Cowboys last week. Uh, Cowboys to deal with some injuries. I think the Bears can upset the Cowboys and will. 20 to 17 in Jerry World. Uh, the Bears defense comes up big. I think they get a pick, maybe even a return touchdown. Uh, the Bear, Bears defense is the defense that shines. 
uh, in Jerry's world on Sunday afternoon. Panthers at Atlanta. Atlanta getting four points at home. I love Atlanta in this. So it's almost my lock of the week. Uh, but I, uh, but it's a little too much points for an Atlanta team that I'm not 100% confident on. I like Atlanta to take care of Carolina. A lot of people are high in Carolina right now. Big win for them at home against the Bucks. Different playing on the road. Atlanta's very feisty. They have an identity. Marcus Mariota playing for whatever career he has here. I think the Falcons, uh, very confident team right now. I, I think you'll see them take advantage of a, uh, a Panthers team that has a weaker secondary. Look out for Kyle Pitts to maybe get involved with some big plays down the middle of the field. Uh, weaker linebacker core for the uh, Panthers. I like the Falcons at home. Take care of the Panthers. It's you want it's my second lock of the week. It's not an official pick, but I think they I, I do think they'll 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 take the four points and win win handily. Dolphins getting three and a half on the road at the Lions. A lot of people high on the Lions this week. I am too. I think the Lions bounce back with a nice win at home against the Dolphins. The Dolphins haven't lost when two has been healthy and played uh, a whole game. I think this is the week it happens. The Lions uh, were right in there with the Cowboys all last week. The Lions are a different team at home. Jared Goff's much better at home. Uh, this is uh, one of those kind of sleeper games. The Dolphins coming off a big Sunday night football primetime victory, a letdown and a noon start in Detroit uh, in the Dome. Uh, I liked uh, the Manalinux, Dan Campbell, total meathead versus, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the Dolphins and and uh, and their uh, a- analytics driven offense. I think I think it's a, just one of those upsets happen every week. Lions at home. Uh, there's something about it. Here it is, my official upset of the week: Cardinals at Vikings. Cardinals are getting three and a half points, and I think they cover the three and a half. I'll take the Cardinals to win that game. Uh, the Cardinals uh, in Minnesota. Cardinals are a better road team than they are a uh, home team. Minnesota uh, getting three and a half at home. I think this is. Listen, you know my thoughts on Minnesota. I, I I call them a fraud to start the season. Uh, they're proving me wrong a little bit. They're winning more games than I thought they would. Cardinals big get right game for them last Thursday. Extra time to prepare. Get on the road. Get right. Get Robbie Anderson more acclimated to this offense. They got um, uh, Hopkins back. I think this could be high scoring. I think the Cardinals' defense, though, is one's going to make a play in Minnesota. I'll take the Cardinals to upset the uh, the the Vikings. They're they're getting three and a half points. They may not win it, but they'll be close. Three and a half is too much for a Cardinals team that I think has got momentum and and kind of the juju flowing in the right way against a Vikings team that I still don't think is that good. They're winning games, but I just don't trust them still yet. Uh, let's go from my upset straight into my lock of the week. So here you go. Upset to lock of the week. Raiders minus one and a half in New Orleans on the road. Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders as a favorite on the road. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. The Saints have committed to Andy Dalton. Uh, stupid move. Don't like that. They will be without Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry this week. Also, there's rumors flying around that Alvin Kamara is on the trade block for the Saints and that the Eagles were looking to maybe make a move and still might make a move for Alvin Kamara for the Saints to get their first-round pick back next year because they know they need a quarterback. 
Saints are a mess. I don't trust their coach. I don't trust the leadership in the organization right now. They seem extremely rudderless. Saints are still have pieces, and I think they'll keep it close, but I think the Raiders offensively will score. I think they have their identity. Josh Jacobs was great last week. I think the Raiders will be able to run the football and stop them enough because it's Andy Dalton. If it was Jameis, I'd feel differently. I like the Raiders' upset win in New Orleans, my lock of the week. They get It's only one and a half points. So, uh, you know, you basically bet the Raiders to win, and I think they will. Raiders, uh, lock of the week, Cardinals upset. So there you go. We'll get to my toss-up here in a bit. Pats minus two and a half at the Jets. The Jets losing their running back, Brees Hall, is not as big of a deal as the Jets losing their tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker. I think this could be a nightmare game for Zach Wilson. Listen, Zach Wilson hasn't looked great. He's been a little bit more of a game manager since he's been back. They've been feeding the uh, the ball to the running backs. I think James Robinson is a great pickup for them. The Jets should try to win games, change the culture, build around their young quarterback. But I think this is one of those games. The Patriots are just embarrassed on national football. Uh, the Patriots are recommitting to Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones, another week, kind of fully healthy. Um, I, I think this is going to be close, low scoring, but I like the Patriots to win this game. Steelers at Eagles. Eagles minus 11 as they go all in. Super Bowl or bust getting the Robert Quinn deal done. I like the Eagles. I don't know if they cover the 11. I think uh, the Steelers are feisty. Uh, they, you know, they lost on Sunday night football, kind of an embarrassing fashion, multiple picks. I think they, they take the ball out of Kenny Pickett's hand a little bit, try to run the football. Eagles are a juggernaut though. I think it's maybe a late backdoor cover. Uh, they lose by maybe only 10 points, the Steelers, but I like the Eagles. That's a pretty easy one to win, uh, at home against, uh, their in-state rival. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. We're going through week eight in the NFL. Has been headline number two. Titans at Texans. Texans getting two and a half at home. In division games, these AFC South games can be wonky wild. Uh, Ryan Tannehill dealing with an issue with his ankle. He was going to walking boot. Looks like he is going to play. This is going to be the quickest game of the weekend. This game will be over in two hours. <laughs> Both these teams just want to run the heck out of the football. I think they will. I think the Titans are better at doing that with the better running back. Give me the Titans to take care of the Texans on the road. Commanders at Colts. Colts getting three points at home. Minus three. They're favored. Um, this is a wild one. Taylor Heineke, great win for them at home against Green Bay. Can he keep the momentum rolling in Indy where they are now going all in on Sam Ellinger? I don't know how to feel about this game, but I can't wait to watch it. I'm very excited to see what this Colts team looks like with Sam Ellinger. I like the Colts. I think they get a boost. I think the Colts get an emotional lift. I think Sam Ellinger is going to be mobile. I think they're going to run the heck out of the football and they're going to be able to do things with Ellinger that they couldn't do with Matt Ryan. Play action, move him in the pocket, move the pocket, get out of the pocket, some design runs. I like the Colts to take care of the Commanders in a wild, fairly low-scoring game, uh, but it won't be boring, that's for sure. Colts over the Commanders. 49ers at Rams. Here's my official toss-up of the week. It is even. Listen, Sean McVay is owned 
by the Niners. The Niners just own him. Uh, uh, Shanahan and the Niners have been dominant against McVay and the Rams, but the Niners are a infirmary. I mean, they are a hospital. They are so beat up. This game is in Los Angeles. The Rams coming off a bye are as healthy as they've been. If you made me choose just a winner, I'm t- I'll take the Rams. And I, that sounds crazy because literally Shanahan owns the, the 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 Rams now. But the 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 Niners went all in. I mean, they are they cannot afford uh, the Niners to fall multiple games below five hundred three and five. Uh, the Rams are three and three. I like the Rams, but hit me up on Twitter at Mark Hespin. Hit me up on the Mark K. Jamal on the Facebook page. If you got a better feel for this game, I'm all ears. This is the one I just don't know how to feel. I, there's something to me about the fact that the Rams are off the bye, that McVay will have taken a breath, figured out how to now move on from Cam Akers, and, and maybe after you know the first seven weeks, how do I get A-Rob more involved? How do I free up this offense a little bit? How do we start running the ball some more? So I'm leaning towards the Rams in that way, even though, yeah, Shanahan absolutely owns the Rams. I'll take the Rams over the Niners. Giants at Seahawks. This game, two months ago, I'd have been like, never watch this game. It'll be 0-8 versus 0-8. Uh, the two, you know, these teams are playoff teams right now. Um, I like the Seahawks at home. Uh, I, I think that's really all it comes down to. These teams are very similar. The one thing I'll say about Seattle is, Seattle's offense is, I think, a little more sustainable than the Giants. The Giants are relying a lot on Daniel Dimes' legs. Seattle's defense has been playing feisty. Seattle has been running the ball in a more traditional way. And I actually like Geno Smith right now as a passer more than I do Daniel Dimes. I know no DK Metcalf. That's not great. I think this game is fairly low scoring. I think it's a little ugly at times. I think they both move the ball. I think there's some yards. I don't know how much scoring there is, though. I'll take the Seahawks because they're at home. And how, how do you feel about that? All right, the game I cannot wait for after my Bears beat the Cowboys. Packers at Bills. Sunday night football. Bills minus 11. I think the Bills roll. I love the Bills in this game. I think this could get ugly quick, and I think Aaron Rodgers is very okay with it getting ugly quick. Hear me out. Trade deadline is fast approaching. Nationally televised game. Aaron Rodgers, I think, wants to show the world these young receivers can't play with me. That we need to make a move. I think Aaron Rodgers is going they're going to try to run the ball and anytime they throw it, that will look out for Tunyon to have a big game. Aaron Jones, Dylan They'll get some yards, they'll score some points, but they're not going to be able to stop Josh Allen and those Bills fans in Buffalo. Especially, I think there's an energy. Buffalo's off the bye. Buffalo's healthy. And Buffalo just announced they're building a new stadium. I think there's a ton of energy in Buffalo. They know they need to, to, to keep building off that win over Kansas City to get the one seed in the AFC. I love Buffalo in this game to cover the 11. I think the Packers will score. I think it could be something like, 33-20, something like that. Packers are are in it in the second half. Maybe there's a moment where you think it's a little frisky, but I think it's because they run the ball. Aaron Jones, Dylan, and Tunyon have big games, 
and you watch, I think the wide receivers are going to have uh, a, a abysmal performance. Abysmal. Except for maybe the veterans, a walk-in, someone like that. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, I need guys. I need weapons. I need to be able to score like Josh Allen. I need a Stephon Diggs. And you'll see him continue to put the pressure on the Packers organization uh, to get him a weapon at the trade deadline. Meanwhile, Josh Allen, I think, will torch uh, the Packers defense. Love, 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 love the Bills. Finally, Monday night football. Bengals at Browns. No Jamar Chase. So this could be interesting. A divisional game. The better team is the Bengals, but better quarterback by far is the Bengals. But they're missing their second-best player. It's on the road. It's a divisional game Monday night, Halloween. I still like the Bengals. The The Browns could make it interesting. It's Browns getting three points. Could be a one-two, three-point game. The Browns might be right in there. They, you know, they, they kind of got right a little bit last week. They're going to they're gonna be able to run the ball on Cincinnati. But Cincinnati's defense doesn't give up a ton of points. I think it's low scoring. Joe Burrow finds his way with a couple other weapons. Someone will step up. Joe Burrow will make a big play or two uh, to lead the Bengals to get a win in uh, in uh, Cleveland. All right. Whew. Huge, huge, huge week eight preview. We just broke down all the games. I'm taking the Jags. I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the uh, Falcons. I'll take the Cardinals. I'm taking the Raiders, I'll take the Pats, I'll take the Titans, Eagles, Colts, Rams, Bills, Seahawks, Browns. Put that in a parlay. Lock of the week, Vegas in New Orleans. That's a fun matchup, just city matchup. And then um, opposite of the week, Cardinals at Vikings. When we come back, we switch away from footy footy football and we move our eyes to the diamond. Uh, the World Series is underway. The Phillies with a massive Game 1 win. My thoughts on that game and what it means for the rest of the series next. Live and local on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It's on the mark. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Hi, I'm EB, and welcome to Heartbeat. Hikers spend a lot of time and money only putting low-weight items in their packs. On their journey, they'll be carrying the weight of every item in their bag so they can only be essential. We should take a similar approach when considering the weight of our emotional baggage. What are we still holding on to that's weighing us down unnecessarily? And what memories and lessons are helpful and worth the extra heft? First Peter says to cast our anxieties onto him because he cares for us. Maybe there's something in your past that's been weighing you down and it's time to let it go. Lighten your emotional baggage and ask God to carry it for you instead. The journey will be better for it. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. I'm Danny Schaefer, lifestyle content creator. My little brother had these piercing blue eyes like the ocean. He was just 33 when we lost him to an accidental opioid overdose. My name is Darren Waller. I had it made, living my dream playing professional football. Then my life hit rock bottom. I had an accidental opioid overdose. I felt the shame, the stigma. Everyone knew, but no one talked about it. I felt completely isolated. My family didn't even know. I refuse to stand by and watch without doing everything I can to change the stigma. 
If you know someone taking opioids, have a safety plan and talk about it. It can happen to anyone you know or love. It happened to me. I'm sharing Scott's story because reversing the silence can help save lives. Let's help put a stop to opioid overdoses being a leading cause of accidental death in America. Be prepared. Learn how at reversesilence.org. You wash your hands, you brush the forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. A blend of clouds and sun today with highs around 64. Winds out of the east, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows around 50 tonight, cloudy skies. 61 tomorrow, slight chance for scattered showers. Right now, 41. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. End of the month today, huge specials going on. Start shopping online. Stop into the dealership. I just talked with Jason Buxman, the general sales manager over at Cunis Honda Hyundai yesterday on our uh, morning show, uh, Mornings of Market Sam on 97.9 Kick FM. He was telling me that uh, right now, even if you order a vehicle, like you want to pre-order something, like customize it, lock in the deal, end-of-the-month deal on that brand-new pre-order. Special stuff. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Uh, Tell them Mark sent you. All right. um, I just want to touch on the World Series here uh, for a couple minutes. Huge win for the Phillies last night, the Fightins. 6-5 6-5 in 10 innings. Real Muto, uh, the catcher for the Phillies, uh, the hero after Tucker was the unsung hero kind of out of nowhere for the, uh, for the Astros with his, uh, two home runs. Um, this is everything the MLB wanted and more. I, I think this is a really fascinating World Series matchup. You have the best team in baseball, the Astros, the best team for the last five years in baseball. Against the hottest team on the planet. I mean, the Fightins are electric. They got sluggers. Castellanos making giant plays in the outfield, even send it to extras. This is, that was an all time game one for the World Series. Fightins are down five nothing early. It's the third inning. Are the Astros is going to blow them out? There's going to be a sweep. Better team that fires off. And then look what happens. Castellanos gets going, and Real Muto uh, comes up huge uh, with them for them in the in the fifth, and then in the tenth. Um, listen, I think this is a a game changing moment. I, I I like the Astros tonight uh, to get back and uh, take this series. You know, Valdez on the mound tonight, get back one one. Phillies can take. Uh, Phillies are not going. I don't think the Phillies are going to lose at home. I the crowd last night was electric. Just wait till you get to Philadelphia. I, I I firmly believe this series is going back to Houston, Philly three one. I I really I, I after game one I think Philly's in six. I'm taking the Fightins in six. The Fightins. You just gotta love Philly fans. They're crazy, man. They're wild, and they got a team to absolutely root for: Schwarber, Harper, Castellanos, uh, Real Muto. They, I mean. Fun, fun guys to watch. A lot of passion, and um, I, I this could be an all time classic. I think I do think the Astros tie it up tonight. If they don't, things over in four. I'm telling you, I do not believe Houston is going to win a game in Philly. I just the crowd's going to be way too electric. I don't see it happening. When we come back, a couple little quick college football notes to touch on, and some NBA uh, notes is uh, to wrap up the show. 
Live and local on America's News Talk 1070 KTRMO on the KTRMO app. It's on the mark. Today, one in five working age Americans has a mental health condition. People in all types of jobs and at all levels. And the key to helping us succeed is a supportive and inclusive workplace. All of us have a role to play in making that happen. So what can I do to help? As a CEO, I can set the tone for supportive culture. As a manager, I can offer assistance and accommodations. As a coworker, I can listen and be a source of support to my colleagues. As someone with a mental health condition, I can ask for what I need to perform my best. I can offer all employees the supports they need to deliver on the job. For the team and for the business. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I can remind others that we all benefit from workplaces that promote good mental health. Mental health friendly workplaces are more important than ever. And all of us have a role to play in promoting them. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Hi, I'm Megan Hawker, and welcome to Heartbeat. Have you ever exclaimed, dear God, why? Did you do it out of curiosity or pain? Regardless of the reason, that question is a very important step in improving our relationship with God. You know why? Because we expect Him to respond. There's actually a lot of faith behind those words. Our challenge as Christians is not to remain silent and never question God. However, when doing so, we must do it with respect, love, and a lot of patience. But in everything, while you wait for your answer, trust Him. Just as Proverbs 3 tells us, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. We are Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Follow the show, On the Mark, KHMO, on Facebook. Just search On the Mark, KHMO, on Facebook. Um, we are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Stop in, ask them about their lifetime powertrain, no fear warranty on new and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you, all right? Wrapping up the show here, last couple minutes, about five minutes to be exact. And there's uh, college football is great. You know I love college football. But this is one of those bummer weekends college football where the scheduling gods didn't give us didn't give us enough, right? This didn't give us enough. There are two games that I think nationally pretty important. Got to keep an eye on. Uh, that is number two, seven and zero Ohio State at number thirteen, six and one Penn State. The fact that it's in Penn State makes it interesting enough to watch the first quarter because you'll know exactly how this game's going to go probably after like the first drive or two. If Penn State's feisty, gets out to a seven nothing lead. End of the first quarter, you know, seven nothing, seven seven. Well, then it's fun. Let's watch it. Let's let's see what happens in Death Valley. Uh, a really, you know, really really tough place to play. But if this game, this game could easily, with the talent Ohio State has, be fourteen nothing at the end of the first quarter, and it looks easy for Ohio State to move the ball up and down the field. Then then don't need to watch the rest of the game probably. Uh, the other one, number three, Tennessee seven and zero. At number 19-5-2, Kentucky. No, sorry, he's home against Kentucky. Tennessee's got to be a little careful here. Will Levis is a definite first-round prospect, uh, the quarterback for Kentucky. 
He's looking to put on a show. Uh, this could be a huge, huge, you know, it's now become a bigger game for Kentucky than it has for Tennessee as Tennessee's looking ahead maybe to the Georgia matchup. Uh, keep an eye out. Upset alert in Knoxville. Uh, I uh, Kentucky versus Tennessee. I think I think t- Tennessee will win, but this one of those I think could be a much closer game than Ohio State Penn State. Also, Illinois Nebraska, big big game for Illinois. Illinois, if they want to, if you know, only one loss, if they want to win the Big Ten West, which they're in the driver's seat right now. No slip ups against a team like Nebraska. Uh, finally, uh, in the NBA, Lakers. Oh, I want to talk about two teams. The Lakers are zero and five. They legitimately have to consider trading Anthony Davis. They do. Absolutely. There will be takers for Anthony Davis. LeBron James, right now, LeBron James needs to be on the Cleveland Cavs. Imagine if you had LeBron James and not Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland. You kind of could swap those. I mean, I think he'd be unstoppable. LeBron is still playing at such a high level. But right now, he needs all young, prove-it guys around him. LeBron, somebody needs to get out of his ear and say, you don't need superstars. You don't. No more stars for you, LeBron. You need just a bunch of young guys with a ton to prove who can shoot the lights out of the gym. They need to start making moves. I would, If I were the Lakers, I would trade Anthony Davis. I would trade Russell Westbrook. I would I would start just building a, a bunch of pieces of Le, around LeBron there are a bunch of B guys and young guys who have a ton to prove. I mean, they're a disaster. A disaster. And uh, it's not because of LeBron. He's playing really, really great in season 21 or whatever he's in for crying out loud. Season 20. And the Nets. Nets are 1-4. They're garbage too. Nets' problem is they also uh, need to make some trades. But their guys are just not desirable at all. I mean, Russell Westbrook's not, don't get me wrong, but at least for tanking teams, they can kind of offload that. Kyrie is still a really good player, but he's saying, you know, and promoting in, uh, things that are anti-Semitic. His owner's calling him out. Uh, ben Simmons is terrified to play basketball on the national stage right now. They're, I mean, they're in a similar space. They're both dysfunctional in the two biggest markets. And they have two of the best players on the planet, two of the best players of all time, and Kevin Durant and LeBron. And everything else around them is a disaster. Disaster. Also, Bulls, you can't lose to the Spurs. Come on, what are we doing? Terrible loss last night for my Bulls. All right, enjoy this weekend. A huge weekend of football. Uh, World Series tonight. I'll take the Astros to even it on up. Hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. See you next week for another episode of On The Mark. If you're 19 or older with 